Welcome to the DNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we completely record late because, yeah, yeah, I just fucking forgot. I'm going to be 100% honest, like, I'm switching around days to record, and I fucking forgot. <laughs> so, here we are. I dragged these two, maybe three, if I can get one of them to multiply, uh, into an afternoon of drinking. Well, I'm drinking. I don't know if everybody else is drinking. We'll find out. But uh, we got we got D here with us tonight. D, how you feeling, man? Much better. Back yeah, the from Rona- the break of death. Say the Rona almost had you, man. Hey, I kind of squeezed the balls a little bit, but you know, I kind of got I broke free. Dude, honestly, whenever you get sick. And, like, it's one of those, oh, he, you know, this almost got him. My brain goes immediately into uh, Tremors 2, where they're like, oh, man, here's Bert. They didn't get him. And then as he gets closer, like, or did they? And then you see him, like, rolling in. He's got guts and stuff. Like, that's what I think about you whenever I think of sickness. Like, oh, my God, the sickness almost got him. And then, like, we see you and, like, or maybe the sickness did get him. Hmm. It's honestly hard to tell. I mean, sometimes I'm like, I have to check the pulse and be like, a- am I just kind of like still mobile and not realized I'm dead yet? Or okay. I'm not That's, dead yet. Then, then I see heartbeat. I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. Refrain right. from biting people for now. Zyber, I got to ask, what shirt are you wearing? That looks like a Destiny shirt from here. Um, I am wearing a shirt from someone that I follow on their podcast and YouTube uh, called Saddle Tramp. It's oh, a nice. motorcycle uh, um, show. He works awesome. on bikes and does like you know chats and stuff like that. So fun bit of news, really fun. yeah. Coming this September to a to a highway near you. I'm getting my motorcycle's license. Finally getting around to Excellent. it. Excellent, dude. I've been riding bikes on friggin' dirt and quads and everything else. I, I'm able to drive anything that's got like anywhere from two to like fifteen wheels. Or no wheels. I don't count that as driving. I count that more as falling. All right, one wheel and I'll be impressed. I can't do one wheel. I've not done one wheel. But I'll try one of those monocycles, you know, like that big wheel that goes around you, like the old uh, Cobra whatever hive things. Remember those things in G.I. Yeah. Joe? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, I know I'll drive what you're one talking of those about. But yeah, so September, I'm going to be rocking out on that. So. Just, don't, just don't ride up here. <laughs> it's a death sentence no matter how good you are. Uh, dude dude like literally i have seen people down here merge into bikers like not just okay so okay i'm gonna be this dickhead i'm like you should totally be looking out for bikers 100 percent. as a biker though you have got to understand that people who are in cars driving who are not bikers they're not like they're not trained to look for bikers. Like they're looking for two headlights. They're looking for two tail lights. One oftentimes does not register. And, and I'm looking at both of you too. And don't you dare say you don't do it. People, when they get behind the wheel, will start to passively drive where they're just, they've checked out. They know where they're going. They literally, their brain is off. They're just on autopilot to wherever they're going. And in that situation, most people do not notice bikes. So in that case, like, yeah, bikers, you gotta you gotta keep that in mind. Cecil, I, I think you fail to realize one thing up here. Massholes? 
You know how many people I've watched in trucks and cars merge into each other? Oh, yeah, 100%. At 80 miles an hour, I ha- I barely, barely miss getting killed on numerous occasions because they just merged into, yeah, yeah, in, into one in front of me, <laughs> right in flip, front of me. On the flip side, though, bikers, you got to not be assholes when you're on the road. So, like, I understand that lane sharing is perfectly acceptable in a majority of states. However, if you're lane sharing at 80 miles an hour and you're in, you're in somebody's blind spot and they start turning into you, that's like, okay, that's just if you're in a car and you're in somebody's blind spot and you've just been perched there the entire time. Granted, they are they should be checking for you, but you're a tiny little bike and a fucking blind spot. So, I mean, drivers are assholes too, but bikers, you got to be out there thinking smart and not being an asshole as well. I mean, each group, each group has their assholes. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean... I see more people on four wheels being assholes than people on two. Oh, see, now that's a, that's a difference down here. I see more people being assholes on two wheels than I do on four. There are a lot of assholes on four wheels, by the way. But if I go percentage-wise, like, dude, I saw a dude on a bike, all right? It's dead stop traffic. He starts blasting through, like, in between people. I'm like, all right, whatever. Literally goes blasting through, smokes into a freaking tow truck right in the back end. Like just boop, right in the back. Not even like, not like he wasn't even looking. And it's not like the tow truck moved. He's a fucking tow truck in the middle of dead stop traffic. Bam, right into him. I come, I just literally come putting by. The biker is literally screaming at the tow truck driver. I literally saw it happen 40 feet in front of me. That tow truck was dead still. That guy got out and the biker's like, brah, 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 you ruined my bike. I'm going to sue you. And I'm like, uh, brah, you just went like 60 miles an hour lane splitting when everybody was in dead stop traffic. What what was your expectation on what was going to happen on that? That's one thing I fucking hate is when people lane split. I will never do that. Never have done it on a bike. I think that's uh, just like those assholes that do 90 down a highway, then pop a fucking wheelie. Hey, you're a fucking organ donor at that part. At that moment, your spare parts. Win, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. No, so like, I'm totally okay. Like, okay, if you're at a stoplight and you're lane sharing with like a person in front of you, like there's two cars in front of you, like, you know, side by side, and you're at a stoplight and you're lane sharing between those two, I am 100% okay with that because remember I said about that passive driving shit? Somebody will come blaring up behind that person and not see that biker and just rail right into the back. So I'm I'm a hundred percent okay with lane sharing at that point in time because it's a safety thing. Like that I get. But lane sharing is like damn unicyclists. But just like when it's when it's dead stop traffic and you're just ah, you know what, I'm gonna bike. I can split between these all all these cars. It's like, um, it's called right of way at that point in time. Yeah, okay, I guess you can. Like most states, like in Virginia, they don't actually have any lane sharing laws. Like it's not against the law or not against the law. It's just that there's no laws on it. So I think it's in Virginia that's that way. And like most of the time, I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Like I don't care. If I see a biker behind me, like if I'm on, if, if we're going like 40 miles an hour on the highway and I see a biker coming up behind me, I'll scoot over my lane as far as I can. So that they can lane share with me and go by me. Because they're on a fucking bike. They can. I don't give a shit. But it's like when we're stop and go traffic and you're going like fucking 60 miles an hour in between everybody. It's like, dude, you are are 
begging for like somebody to and, and it's not dude it's not uncommon like you'll turn your car just a little bit to try to see ahead to see where traffic is because whoever's in front of you is blocking your view if you don't see a fucking biker coming up behind you and you just do that to look they're eating your hood like they're going right over top of it but anyways i think that's enough of what grinds my gears from cecil and bikers um what is everybody drinking uh i'll uh, I can taste that, so I'm going to go first. Um, I am drinking some Pepsi with some misunderstood whiskey. I'm going to be actually be drinking this on the show tonight with Devin. Um, been doing a whole bunch of stuff with Devin at Thoughts and Shots. He is still looking for a co-host, so um, if you are willing to take on co-host responsibilities, which involves more than just showing up, it actually involves um, advertising, it involves uh uh, show planning, showing up for the shows, being available, uh, as well as doing cons and um, what else did he say? What else did he say? What else did he say? It was cons and other events. I can't remember what other events he said, but if, if you're totally able to do that and you are in the – oh, shit. Is he Ohio area? He's, he's Ohio, right? Uh, I wouldn't say Ohio. I don't feel that's a strong. I, I think it's, it's like. It's not Iowa. It, it's Midwest. <laughs> okay, we're going to say it's out there towards the Midwest. If you're able to do such things, get in touch with Devin from Thoughts and Shots or reach out to me, Sis Xavier. I will hook you up with the man. So, Zyber, what are you drinking tonight, man? What I am drinking is something that's a little light and easy. I'm just having a Guinness. Oh, love it. Good, dude. I love Guinness. I have two Guinness in the fridge. If I didn't just go and have sushi, I would actually be having a Guinness because I'm trying to do the stupid low carb thing. Well, ironically, I'm not trying to. I'm, I'm trying to do less carbs just because of less carbs. But I'm trying to do more protein because I'm actually trying to get actual gains from the gym this time around. And do you know how much protein? Like, okay, I went to a personal trainer. I started talking to him. Like, all right, I want to actually start gaining muscle versus just being a tall, lanky son bitch. I am. Do you know what he told me? Do you know how much protein he told me to eat? Per day. Per day. Um, it's a lot. It is a lot. Three pounds. Okay, translate that to grams. No, it's not three pounds. It's in grams he gave me. Take a guess. What do you got, Zyber? Give me give me a number. Um like twenty two hundred. No, no, not 2,200. That that would actually kill somebody. That's called toxicity. He wants me to eat a gram of protein per pound I weigh. Okay. I okay. weigh 230. You know, okay. Do you know how many I'm not good at grams? Co- uh, conversion, so like. Do you know how many grams like, are in an eight-ounce steak? I have no clue. I'm not good at conversion. Hey, Google. How many grams of protein in an eight-ounce steak? Google, you're now a cunt. No, Google, you have failed me, and you have failed this city. I think it's like 16, dude. I got, I got to look it up now. Hold on. I'm trying my best. I, I guess I there's actually, a reason bodybuilders oh do the just, protein shakes and powders. I guess we know why now. I think I just hurt Google's feelings. Dude, bodybuilders will eat like two dozen eggs in a sitting. And there's a reason why their kidneys fail a lot. 
too much protein will F your kidneys pretty hardcore. Okay. So in, in a 228-gram steak, which is an 8-ounce steak, there is 56 grams of protein. I would have to eat more than a 32-ounce steak a day. Granted, you're not supposed to eat all at once, of course. But I have to, I'd have to eat two pounds of steak, over two pounds of steak a day. Just to get the protein I need. That's quite the bill, man. Ah, ah, I was close, Cecil. I said three pounds of steak. You said three pounds of protein. Protein, yeah. I meant meat, but... Well, okay. If we're going to get technical here... No, you were pretty close. Three pounds. You said, yeah, you said three pounds. But dude, do you have any idea how how much protein that actually is? That's an insane amount of protein. You are going to poop a lot. Oh my god, dude, I had a dude, log today. Dude, De La Brazil. There you go. Who? That restaurant that you went Texas to. Texas de the- Brazil. Yeah, yeah. Texas de Brazil, yes. All day long, I will go there and I will get the meat sweats. I can probably eat my weight in, in meat there. Holy shit. Oh. But what are you drinking, D? Honestly, it, it, it's a sad day. I'm only drinking, um, oh. Uh, ginger ale because I'm still on antivirals, you know, getting over the COVID thing, so I haven't started drinking yet. Dude, that's all right, man. I'm glad you're feeling better. Yeah. Like, like that's like any time. Like, okay, I had COVID, and I mean, I've been sick before. I've had the flu. I mean, I've had some some gnarly sicknesses. COVID knocked me the fuck out. I have never been that sick in my life. You know, I, I think as sore as I was, it was almost like, you know, you go to jail and you're in jail with a, a, a very, very lonely Mike Tyson. You know, it just it raped the fuck out of you. Dude, like seriously, it, I had to sleep. I literally sat in bed or laid in bed and slept for, I think, six or seven hours just to get the energy to get up, go to the bathroom and then lay back down and drink water and then pass back out. Yeah, I kind of uh, did the whole uh, wake hold up. On, drink. Hold on, D. I gotta, I gotta correct you on something. Mike Tyson was never charged with rape. I would say it's more like going to prison with R. Kelly. Well, was he charged with rape? I think it was statutory. R. Kelly, or yeah, he was uh, charged with uh, <laughs> raping minor. Rape. Yeah, yeah, that's statutory rape. But, I mean, that's, but Mike, that's... Mike Tyson was sent to jail for uh, years ago for um, sexual assault. He was acquitted. She dropped all charges of that. Oh. Well, I mean, that was after after both black eyes. But yeah, I mean, that's true. All right, that was a bad joke, and that did not land nearly as well as I hoped it would. All right, so what kind of ginger ale? Is it at least like, is it an artesian ginger ale, or is it Canadian dry? What is it? Canadian dry. <laughs> oh. Well, I love, I freaking love ginger ale, so I can't really complain. But if you guys coax me into it. I was going to save it for the show tonight with uh, with Devin. I'll be there with you, man. Either way, I'll see you do it. I was going to say, so uh, if you guys coax me enough, I might take a little bit of that before. Um, I ran out of time. I'm actually going to Devin's show uh, and drinking some more moonshine. Yeah. uh, Did you let him know that you were showing up? Because last time I talked to him, which wasn't that long ago, he did not expect you. I I told him. I don't know if he saw the message yet, but I did message him back, tell him I had the shift covered. All right, cool. Just making sure because he was uh, was his face. Um, He had said that he did not, that you were not there 
And I said, and that was not that long ago. But anywho, state of games. Let's continue this thing going before we forget, because we got to get into Obi-Wan. we got to get into this finale of Obi-Wan. I want to talk about it. Like, mm. uh, state of games. State of games where we talk about what we've been playing for the past week, or we pontificate on what game we feel gaming is just in general today. D, bring us back. What's your state of games, man? Well, since I've been mostly sleepy, I didn't play a lot of games. Um, since I've been sleeping for about a week. Uh, what I did play here and there was uh, some Final Fantasy V and Legend of Zelda Links to the Past. I played some old school. That's what I felt up to. <laughs> nice. I love it. What about you, Zyber? What's your state of games there, man? Um, right now, I am playing... Uh, D's got a lot of gain going on on my end, it sounds like. But other than that, I was playing uh, Romancing Saga 2. Um, a little bit of Pokemon, uh, sword, and, uh, that's about it. Nice. Well, I have been playing a bit of Generation Zero. Wolfman got me into that. That game has come a long, long way. If you have not played it, you definitely should. It's, uh, it's got the same type of post-apocalyptic, I'm attacking zombies thing, only you're attacking giant robots, which is a lot more fun. Uh, honestly, zombies, I love killing zombies, but zombies has, uh, has definitely taken its toll on me. I, I like that I'm killing something other than zombies. Um, and they're really, they're taking it a long, long way because there's different ammo types now that actually does different damage. I was using full metal jacket on most things and I found armor piercing and realized that like, holy crap. On some of the more heavily armored stuff, like the mediums and uh, and whatnot, like armor piercing is just the way to go to wreck their house. But if you got component, full metal jacket, like just pound for pound will take out components a lot better. But you have to be more accurate. Uh, I have also been playing Hades, so uh, fuck you to my boss because he's the one who told me about it and I bought it. And yeah, that game's silly fun. It's roguelike. It's beautiful. The artwork is absolutely gorgeous on it. The story is... It unfolds very, very, I don't want to say it. It's not quick. It's not, it, it unfolds very, what's another word for proper? Well, it, it just, it, it, it's, it's given to you very well. No, not dramatically, because it's not dramatic. I would say fluidly. Fluidly, yeah, fluidly. It, 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 the, the story un, unfolds very fluid-like. Uh, you play as Hades' son. And you're trying to escape hell and you're going through and trying to make your way all the way up through. It's actually, it's, it's a very fun game. Um, the whole point of it is that you're going to die. And the more you die, the more you get to level up your character, make yourself stronger to make it through. It's totally worth it. It's out on summer steam summer sale. Now go check it out. Definitely worth a shot. I've also tipped back into the quarry. God, I love that game. I love super massive games. I really just like, I want to throw them all the money, I, I just I, I I love horror games and I love interactive fiction, so totally check out the quarry. Um, but yeah, that's about my state of games right now. Now for the meat, the meat of this episode, Obi Wan. Have you all seen the final episode of Obi Wan? That I have. Oh yes. Okay, so I'm going to ask you this. Okay, I, I want you to I want you to take your brain. And I want you to put your vein, or put your vein. Yeah, all right, the alcohol's kicking in pretty quickly. And and Zyber, you're actually starting to look like Back to the Future right now, where they're fading away. 
Like, yeah, someone's messing with the time stream. I was gonna say, did 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 somebody go back in time and and not let your parents like kiss at the at the prom or something? Because I see you fading away. I hope it's so. Freak. It's freaking me out right now, man. It's freaking me out. Um, anyways, take yourself. I want you to put yourself in a vacuum and only focus on the last episode. Ignore the five episodes that came before it. Okay. I just want you to focus on the last episode, and I want you to give me just your unabridged opinion. As I said, ignoring the five episodes before it, if the only episode of Obi-Wan you saw was that fifth or that sixth episode, Zyber, what did you feel? I felt everything was Ben's fault. Okay. Everything after, after that point is Ben's fault. Like, what do you mean? Like, what everything? Oh, you uh, mean, like, everything Vader did, all the deaths, yes, everything? Yes. Oh, okay, so you're like, he could have clapped him, but he didn't, and now it's your fault. Right, exactly. He had every opportunity not to leave him there injured on that planet again, but he didn't. He took that fucking high ground, turned around, and walked away. Okay, but what did you think? Like, okay, that's that's a valid feeling. But that fight. That fight was great. He was Ben was getting pounded hard and then just something snapped inside him and it was like boom. Okay, okay. D in a vacuum, that last episode. What'd you feel? You know, I thought that last fight was awesome. First of all, that that was like, you know, top Vader in Obi Wan form right there. But I, I think they actually was pretty uh, pretty well thought out and really smart how they did it. Because if you notice, you can still see a little bit of Anakin in Vader. Okay, how so? Well, if you look really closely, after the, um, you know, the shink to the helmet, and you sliced open the helmet. Uh, spoiler alert, sorry. Oh, um, yeah, sorry. If you're listening to this, this is going to be a spoiler. In fact, I'll probably title the episode Spoiler Obi-Wan. Yeah, so... Right after that, you can see that, you know, it, during the exchange, you could actually see a tear go down Anakin's cheek. And, it, and he's kind of like, he's there, he's Anakin for like a sec. But what's really cool is the dynamic is that, um, of course, you know, Obi-Wan started to get the upper hand and, and beat him down. And after that, you know, that little, you know, you, you see that little quick glimpse of Anakin, you see Vader smile. You actually see him smiling a bit. See, I took that tear as a I'm angry kind of tear. Like, well, did either one of you notice that during that scene when you saw Anakin's face through there and when he was talking, did you notice how they used the lighting of the lightsabers to show that it was Anakin who was talking and then it was Vader? Because like yep. there was this tinge of blue from from Ben's saber. And as yep. he was talking, he was talking as Anakin. And then all of a sudden when he's like, I killed him, like everything went red. And yeah, it was just and that's full on Vader, and that's cool. It's cool because it sh- it showed the really the kind of inner battle that there was still some Anakin left, no matter how much Vader wanted him gone. There was still some Anakin left, and of course, you know, you see that you know rather than get angry, it's of course Obi Wan is, is apologetic, but then you see Vader smile, and what's cool is, is is you know Vader if he can't beat you like say physically, he's gonna fuck your day mentally. So once you saw that transition transition over, it's like once he got once he w- started went over there, you didn't you know you didn't kill me you know 
Vader, you know, killed Anakin. And you see him smile, it's because he's actually inflicting, so you can see the emotional damage he's inflicting on, on Obi-Wan, and he thinks he's starting to get him. If he can't get him physically, he's going he's gonna to hurt you mentally. Okay. okay, back up for a second. Where has Vader done the emotional attack before? That, that's the only thing that I'm, that I, not to say that I don't agree with you, I just, I don't recall anywhere in canon series where he's done that. Well, Same. he likes to, well, he fucks psychologically with a lot of people like in the comics. Okay, so I've read a bunch of the comics. Which ones are you talking about? Because the newest Vader series that is currently canon, he doesn't do that. He ha- like unless there's a spot that I miss in the current, like in the current series for Vader, where he goes and he actually gets wrecked and ends up going and like bleeding his Kybar crystal. Like that's all canon now, but in that, he never did any. Like he was still he was still fighting to figure out who Anakin was and if Anakin was still there. So which comics? I've read the old ones too, and I don't remember him being like he was always a brute force attacker in that. Yeah, he was a thrasher, always a thrasher. I never seen him use any kind of psychological, no, no, emotional not, attack. I'm not. I'm not trying to gang up on you. I'm just. I. I don't. If there's something I don't remember, I want to bring it back. Like where? What's the example? Like what interaction? Because even with Rita, like. He wasn't emotionally damaging her. He just was like, I know what you're doing. And like, I'm just letting it happen because it serves my purposes. Like that wasn't really him emotionally attacking her. He was just like, I know what's going on. It works for me right now. It no longer works for me. Well, I mean, you can see in some of the battles in the comics, he'll he'll taunt, he'll get people to kind of trip up. You know, he's very tactical. He'll get them to trip up by egging them on, humiliating okay. them. I mean, he, he does use psychological warfare. I'm not, you know, I mean, obviously... Who is he going to okay. really, really like use a lot of emotional, you know, stuff against? Except for somebody so close like Obi Wan. But I mean, I think it was going more towards he'll tactically fuck with you any way he can to get the upper hand. Okay, I could agree with that. Well, I mean, at that point in time, like when he's down on the ground, he knows he's beaten, and I don't know. I don't necessarily know that that was an attack. I honestly like that. To me, felt like it was. It was Anakin trying to break like there's been this dynamic between ben and anakin and anakin has like anakin has never beaten ben and i think anakin has always wanted to beat ben the only time i could say during that whole episode i ever thought i felt like i saw anakin emerge was when the emperor was grilling him at the end Oh, where he's like, Obi-Wan's not going to be... Nah, see, like, that still felt like... that. So, Vader... When like, when Anakin and Ben fought on Mustafar, that wasn't Anakin. That was Vader fighting Ben. So, like, that... Him, him obsessing about Ben, I really feel like that... That is a Vader-Obi-Wan, like conjecture there and i think a spawn from anakin because anakin just saying anakin never has never beaten ben and in all the things that you've seen even when they did the flashback where it was hayden christian and or or when it was young young anakin and obi-wan fighting even then he couldn't beat ben and did you guys see the move he did did you see the beat down move he did on ben that he did exactly on friggin luke in uh, empire strikes back and then Mm -hmm. luke turned around and did to him like I love yep. that little bit there. That that was an amazing like throwback, and, and I hope that that's what they meant to do. 
Um, but anyway, so like the, the battle between Vader and Ben, I think like it always felt to me that Anakin was never truly gone until he bested Ben. Like there was always that little, that little bit of Anakin there still fighting. Like, still oh, like there. Uh, Empire, like up until Empire where Vader finally cuts him down. Oh, well, yeah, the new hope. But I think yeah. even that, okay, so there, but, but let's, let's look at that for a second. Vader didn't actually beat Ben. Right. He ascended ben, basically. Ben took that from it because if he had beat Ben, there would have been a dead body and it would have been over, but there's still like, and I think that's kind of like the whole redemption arc for Anakin because he never actually beat the one thing, the one obsession that he had. He never actually beat Obi-Wan. So because of that, there was that little touch of Anakin, which it feels like that's what Luke was able to tap into was that little touch of Anakin that was still there because he was never able to actually beat Ben. Like he was never able to fully transition into Vader. And even, even in this, so like, let, let's do a step by step on this fight for a second in this last episode. And I'm going to ignore the whole Rita subplot that they had going on because you could literally cut that out of Obi-Wan a hundred percent. And I don't think anybody would care. I know that they're doing a Rita spinoff, blah, 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 blah. It's just, it's fucking terrible. It's that, they, they use this to introduce that character so hardcore. That's the third sister, right? Yeah, her. Yeah. Yeah, they just like, they, they could have just, they could have had her in like an episode and then given her a spinoff and it would have been perfectly fine. But they spent way too much time. This literally was five episodes of building her story up and then Obi-Wan. Which I get, like, I get that they've got to continue to make things that will have story. I want them to just... Honestly, I want them to redo the sequels, but I want them to tell me future shit now. I don't like, I'm glad that you're giving me so much history, but let's focus on some of the things that happened. Like, like, okay. The fight. You start off. Okay. Just, just tell me how hard you got when Ben took that stance. And you know the stance I'm talking about. The, the classic Obi-Wan stance, the stance that every time he throws into, you know whoever he's fighting is going down. Have you seen Clone Wars it, yet? It's it's that one form he uses. I forget what it's called, but it's that one form he uses. Yeah, the total defensive form. Like, yeah, that's, but he that's wasn't almost defensive like, this time around. Nope. So, like, when he took that stance, it was just like, <laughs> oh, shit is going down. But he starts off, and he's fighting, he's fighting, he's fighting. Vader gets him. But did you notice that during that fight, just even at that beginning, Vader was like, all right. And you notice that Vader did his one-armed thing, where he put his arm behind his back, like he did in earlier episodes, which I'm ignoring those earlier episodes for a second. But he put his arm behind his back, like, oh, I'm going to clap this motherfucker. Like, I got this. And then, all of a sudden, he started realizing, oh, my God, I'm losing. Like, he's... Like something, somebody lit a fire under this man's ass. I'm, I'm starting to lose headway here. Then he started using the force. And that was where, like, that was where you saw, like, Vader came in. And he's like, you know what? And it was just like when he's standing over there. I love that they did the high ground thing with Vader on top. I love that they did that. And I'm glad that they didn't do, like, Obi-Wan jumping out of it and Vader, like, slashing him up or some shit like that. I'm glad that they didn't do that. 
But it was just that scene of like, hey, you know what? Yeah, you may have started getting some headway, but I'm still way more powerful than you. Eat a dick. And then Vader struts away after like throwing a metric ton of rocks on top of this man. That scene, though, with uh, Vader pulling that stuff, it brought me back to the game for the SNES when he fight Vader and he's ripping off the parts of the space station yeah. and whipping them at you. Yeah. So then, all right, and this is the part where I really want, like, uh, th- this is where I want to dig into some actual questions. Like, I, I want to, I-, I have some questions. I have some thoughts on my own, but I want to hear what you guys think. Then Ben Kenobi fucking goes force unleashed, rips his way out of the fucking, out of those stones and catches Vader off guard and starts pummeling this man with stones. Like just wrecking house on this guy. Now, my question, if Ben has always had, like if Ben's been able to do this, why hasn't he ever done it? I was, you know, I'm pretty much thinking that, um, I mean, Ben's one of those more, he, he, he does what he must, but he kind of more laid back. He doesn't showboat and everything else. I mean, he, he uses what he must. I think one of these cases, he kind of got like, you know, a big power, you know, a lot of times emotion can actually add a lot in the, in the force. So, you know, you're with emotion, you're going borderline, you're starting to get closer to the dark side. But, you know, you see him, he have the, all the flashback of the people he's got to protect. And he realizes that if he goes down, Leia's dead. Luke's dead. I mean, if he fails, anybody he cares about, any hope for the future, any hope for the Force, Jedi, light side of the future, are completely fucked. And I think that gives him a big adrenaline boost. And I mean, he, Ben's always been powerful. And don't forget, for the past, like, 10 years, he's basically kind of like, you know, almost lost touch with it entirely. He just buried it so deep because, one, he's hiding. Two, he's kind of guilt-stricken because of what he did. You know, he feels that you know, right or wrong, he feels that Vader is his fault, his failure. Which we could agree with, with the Jedi, pretty much they did fail a lot. <laughs> they, they caused a lot of their own problems. But when you get all that together, I mean, Obi-Wan always has been a very powerful Jedi. You just didn't get to see that in the series leading up to it because he had buried that because if he had started using his powers, you know, the, the, the Empire would have found him straight away. So, I mean, it, it, he's repressed it for so long and it finally comes bubbling back. And then he gets a, a turbo boost from all that emotion. He's got to protect, you know, the future. Right. I mean, Ben pretty much uh, did what that uh, chick did from Falling Order and cut himself off from the Force. I mean, the even chick? in the earlier episodes, oh, yeah, sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. jump back there. He's like, hey, forget about the Force. Go in the desert, bury that thing. <laughs> well, I mean, so- it, it was... It was very weird to see someone with such great power and potential be so scared and cut off from everything. So here's my thought on it. And and I agree I 100% agree with you. Obi-Wan has always been a tactician. He's always used the exact amount of force needed to accomplish whatever he needed done. The Jedi has o- have always taught that you let the force flow through you. You act as a conduit versus a draw. So you're not really like pulling from the force. You're just basically asking the force to use you as a conduit and then flow through you. Um, and I think that explains a-, a lot of different things. And this is – hear my thought process before you stop me. 
the force. Stop. Hold on. Right there. I'm no, going to eat go your brains. Nah. So the force, when you, like the Jedi, all the Jedi, even the masters. And one thing I want to point out, too, is that Obi-Wan was probably the only one who went from, like, Padawan to master. Then immediately, once he was appointed to master, he was on the Jedi console. Like, just hands down. Boom. He was on the console. Like, nobody questioned it. He was there. Um, but all the Force users that are on the Jedi, all the Jedi Force users, they live an unnaturally long time. And they always said it was because of the Force. Now, if you take a look at the Sith, the Sith, unless they're aided by, like, machines or apparatuses, the Sith don't seem to last that long. They seem to last unnaturally long through other means, like Darth Plagueis figured out a way to extend life, which that's a whole other theory about Palpatine actually being Darth Plagueis, blah, 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 blah. We're not getting into that. But they've always found other ways of extending their life outside of their natural life cycle. But take a look at Yoda. Like, I think, and stop me if I'm wrong, I don't think his species naturally lives to 900 and some odd years. I know that they live a long time. Honestly, the Yoda species, they purposely kept kind of like hidden in mystery, so they never really flushed out the specifics for us. Right. There are species basically unknown. Yeah. It, but if, if we go and granted, I know that the extended universe is no longer canon, but in the extended universe, I want to say that they made that species last somewhere around like five, six hundred years. And Yoda lasts till 900 years, which is unnaturally old. Now, Ben, Ben's a little bit different. Now, this is, and this is, again, this is my theory on this. When you pull from the force, when you tap into the force and you use it as a draw, it takes your life force with it. Like, it's, it's, there's never anything, like, there's no free lunch. So, if you let it flow through you, you're kind of just like, you're not tapping from it. You're not using it per se. You're just allowing it to, you're allowing yourself to be a conduit, which, just like if you think about it like electricity, you could have a piece of copper. A piece of copper could last centuries if never overused. But if you start hammering it, putting a lot more juice through over it, it'll heat up, it'll become brittle, all of a sudden it'll start failing. So I'm thinking the force is like that, where the force – hold on a second, I know you got it, but hold on, let me, let me finish that. So the force – when you pull through it like that, it really does tap from inside of you. Like it starts pulling from your life force. And I think that's why Ben never used it like that. Because when he did, it literally started pulling from his life force. Now, my evidence for this, look at Ben at the beginning of A New Hope. That's only eight years after this series. Eight years. It's been ten years from the end of, Clo from the end of Revenge of the Sith. It's been 10 years till now. It's only eight years until the beginning of A New Hope. That man aged something fierce in that eight years. My theory, and this is just my fan theory, my theory is he goes off with Qui-Gon and he starts training. Because Qui-Gon, keep in mind, Qui-Gon wasn't just like he was focusing on the light side of the Force. But he had the understanding that you have to understand the dark side of the force to understand the light side of the force. And it's the same thing that happened with Yoda. When Yoda was pulled aside and, and Qui-Gon explained to Yoda, hey, this is what you need to know. And when Yoda all of a sudden realized, oh my god, I don't know everything about the force. I thought I did. But now you've got Qui-Gon 
training Obi-Wan. And he's going to be training him on that pull of the force. I think that that pulling of the force is going to like literally age you. Just kind of like what happened to Palpatine. But Palpatine, they're blaming he was using electricity and the electricity fired back on him, blah, blah, blah. I think that was his pull on the dark side that did that. All right. D had his hand up first because I was I was ranting on there. D, what do you got? Now, that that's a pretty good theory. Although I think most of the, uh, the advanced aging is just plain casting issues. <laughs> yeah, but it would explain it, right? It, it would, actually. It would. But I took it a little bit differently, the effects of the Force on you. Of course, the Force can prolong your life because it's like the, the, the energy of the whole universe. It prolongs your life. I think the reason why Darksiders fall apart, corrupt, and everything else is not because of the draw that they're drawing or trying to force you know the Force so much as <clears throat> that it's all that negativity. Like, for instance, if you sit there and, and, and compliment and are nice to a flower, it blooms really nicely. But if you sit there and cuss at it, yell at it, it doesn't do as effective. Like if you're always angry and stressed out, you know you're you're it, the effects of stress on the body are ugly. So I, I think it's just because it's so destructive. The nature of it is so destructive, and what they're doing with it is so destructive. Not just to their whoever they're hurting, but themselves. But on the flip side of it, if you got to think about it, the force is not light side or dark side. Really, the force is just the force. Light side and dark side is how you use it. But that's the thing is when they're being using it in negative, and they're angry, and they're. That's a lot of negative emotion. That's that's self-destructive too. You you it, the force is the force, but what you're doing with it is destructive. Just like fire can be a tool, but if I stick my finger in it, I'm going to get damaged. But that's what I mean. Is that like when you pull on it and you draw on the force and you're basically forcing that power through you. You're making this draw happen. You're eight, like you're beating yourself up. You're aging yourself. You're deteriorating yourself faster. But I didn't think so much as just drawing out would cause that so much as how you used it. You know what I mean? I don't know. Like that, I, I can see what you're saying, but I'm interested. Anyways, let, Zyber, what do you got? Yeah. Well, first, yes, uh, I, I, I agree with you, Cecil, on the uh, part with uh, Qui-Gon. And like at the end of uh, what was it the um, the third movie or whatever where Yoda actually or the the second movie rather where he's like talking with him. So he talks the, with him in, he talks with Qui Gon. Yoda talks with Qui Gon in the the Clone Wars series. Right, right. But like in in oh, the yes, 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 yes. in the prequels the, where he's in like the third oh movie. Yeah, yeah. It, before Anakin goes crazy, or as Anakin's yep. going crazy, he hears Qui Gon's voice, right, and then talks to Ben like uh, later on. Um, on there's something I need to show you how to do. <laughs> you know. Well, so that, like, there's th- that's the the trial. So in the Clone Wars series, which I still have to catch up on, in the Clone Wars series, Yoda goes through the trials that allows him to right. become a Force Ghost, and that was a con- that was a conversation that came up. Is Ben obviously has to go through those trials at some point in time, but Anakin right. never went through those trials. So how did he become a Force Ghost? And the logic that I had around that is that the trials aren't necessarily a you have to do this. Here's step one through 10. You have to do these same steps one through 10. Like everybody's steps are different. It's something that you have to overcome specifically to allow yourself to become a force ghost. But on something that D said, um, you can get positive results from certain things. Like say sunflowers, for instance, 
they react very positively to heavy metal music. And heavy metal music is filled with a lot of negativity at times. <laughs> That's a good point. And you know what? Pepper plants, my pepper plants, the more negative I am to them, the hotter and more fruitful they become. Well, well, th- those are hot pepper plants. They're trying to hurt you back. <laughs> They're well, no, mad. They're not well, trying to hurt anybody. They're just trying to live. I know. Well, I'm not uh, sunflowers are really good at leaching uh, radiation from soil. They're <laughs> they react to volatile things in a positive way. And that's also like with uh, with what Cecil is saying on the force. Um, it, it's a reaction. Uh, I see the more you're flexible, like a tree in a storm. The force is going to just flow through you and it's going to be like, OK, you know, you're in that sweet spot. But you touch on something very interesting on uh, Palpatine's uh, disfigurement. And it being because of the force, not the lightning. And yeah, I can see that. I, if if the force is actually a draw on your life, if you are, well, forcing it to happen and being something that's pushing against it and and pulling it at the same time, if that makes any sense. Like, I don't know. It... I definitely think the the Sith age uncontrollably fast. Well, because there's there some pretty long lived Sith Sith and like in some of the uh... right, right. But Cecil was saying, and yes, like Grievous, uh, um, Tyrannus, not Tyrannus, but that was See, Grievous, um, Grievous wasn't really a Sith. Well, force sensitive. So, Actually, when when they changed him to cybernetics, they injected like basically the blood of Jedi into him. So basically, he got a false injection of it. So you when got, they did the cybernetics, you got Darth Plagueis, and Darth Plagueis yep, supposedly right. unlocked the the ability of the the death and you know yeah the ability to cheat death. But the thing is, when you look, okay, this is where I'm going to get a little bit. Bleh. So if you take a look at this the the sequel trilogy. You can make the assumption that Darth Plagueis' ability to cheat death was what, what Palpatine used, where he created clones and was able to transfer his essence to those clones. So that's not that's still burning through the current body. And if you take a look at the ending scene, so like at the end of if you, at the end of Revenge of the Sith, Palpatine starts throwing his electricity and Mace Windu starts just blocks it with his uh, saber. And as he's sitting there, it's almost like it was almost like when you pee on an electric fence and you just can't stop peeing and the electricity just kept coming out of him. Like once you start that draw on the force, it's like you can't stop it for some reason when something like that is happening. And it just violently aged him and violently broke down his body. You take a look at the the sequel trilogy, Palpatine, that the same thing happened when he faced Rey. He used that ability and like he literally sapped his own essence out. It's like he killed himself. No, no, no. Remember Palpatine at the very end when Rey and Palpatine fight. What? She starts, he starts throwing lightning at her and he can't stop throwing lightning at her. I don't remember Palpatine in the new movies. He was in the last movie. The ninth All movie. I remember is Snoke. 
No, Snoke got Snoke got cut in half by by Kylo Ren. That's Palpatine at I the don't. end. I don't remember Palpatine, man. Do you remember the scene where all the Death Stars come out out of the planet and they all are floating there? Do you right, remember Cecil. That? I don't remember that either. Cecil it actually found the last episode. Joint acid trip right hold, there. Hold on, D. Hold on, D. Have you seen the last episode, the last, the final, the ninth movie? Yeah. Okay, I've seen so it. What, what happened in the movie? What I remember at the end is Ray and Kylo are there. Okay. In the throne room, they fight the, you know, force sensitive guys. Snoke gets cut in half. Uh, Kylo starts to like dark side or something like that. I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Okay. So that was the, that's the eighth movie. That's okay. not the last movie. That's the eighth movie. There's a whole other movie after that. Okay. Here's my question. Okay. Was Luke Skywalker alive in that movie? Uh, no, no, he wasn't. Okay. Because he's he was, alive. They in the were last battling movie. on the star flat on the salt flat thing that looked like blood. Yep. Okay. That's the eighth movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's the eighth movie because that's where that's where Luke Skywalker dies. There's a whole other movie after that, man. Okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've seen them all, but hey, <laughs> they all bleed together to me. Okay. The sequel trilogy was a hundred percent trash. Just like hands down, a hundred percent trash. Um, hang on, two seconds. Sorry about that. Um, but anyway, so in in the ninth movie, Palpatine and Rey fight. So actually, the only thing out of the whole sequel trilogy that I actually liked was the Ben Shrug. Do you, do you remember the Ben Shrug? Like, how it happens, I totally don't agree with. He fucking puts his hand behind his back, Rey teleports a lightsaber to his hand, and it's like... That's the dumbest thing in the world. But as he pulls the lightsaber out and the, all the Knights of Ren just all of a sudden back up for a second and he just does the... That's the Han Solo shrug done by Ben, which I thought was absolutely fantastic. Best part of the whole movie. Best part of the sequel trilogy. Right there. Yeah, and I I remember that. Yeah, that was the... That's the ninth movie. That one part was well written. In fact, that they touched on the whole, like, you know, the father type, you know, yeah. they brought some of those, you know, mannerisms. That was good at least, but yeah, the rest is garbage. Yeah, like it's going to take me. No, granted. Okay. So the prequel trilogy, I liked. I enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't. Now that the sequel trilogy's out, it seems everybody is like, you know what? The prequel trilogy isn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> really isn't. It was really enjoyable. I'm I'm trying to get caught up on Clone Wars too. But I, I looked something up, Cecil, that actually What's supports up? your uh your your thesis a little bit more than mine because I knew there was some oh, like shit. pretty long lived Sith, right? Yeah. So I upward Google because you know I, I you know you got Star Wars Old Republic, you know you got comic books. You know I've read the whole thing and and, and what they've what, what was canon and no longer canon. It's all so confusing. I can't remember. But they had they had one. And this is where I was saying like, well, but, but they they last a while. It's just kind of how they use it. Because you had Darth uh, Vitae, or Vitae, and he lasted 1,500 years. So I was like, but yeah. And then I looked and how he lasted 1,500 years. I'm like, no, this supports Cecil's hypothesis. He performed a Sith ritual on an entire planet and drained the entire thing and all of its people of its life energy to keep going. 
So we basically just, so I was like, this totally supports Cecil. It's like, I thought it was like, damn, there's some long lived. And then I looked over the list of the long lived ones and it was like, oh, it's unnatural shit. Damn, Cecil's, Cecil's point stands. So like, that, that's my theory. That's just like, that's my working theory right now. Um, now for canon wise, I don't have much to go on that theory, but that's just what I'm working with. And that would explain why Ben at the end of this series looks Ages like so quickly. Ewan McGregor. And then at the beginning of A New Hope, again, eight years later. It's not like we're talking it was 400 years later. It and was eight. Yeah, like Mick Guinness. Yeah. And granted, it, it is all about casting. But if you just take – if you take it at face value, ignore casting for the moment. Ben Kenobi looks old as fuck. Now, granted, living out in the desert is going to take a lot out of you. But that man, like – that man seems shit. So that's where, like – that's where my – theory right now on how the force works and when i get a star wars rpg going again which i really want to now after watching ben um i really like i want to tap into that because that used like okay him throwing those rocks in fact vader doing his thing where he was ripping apart that ship was a complete throwback to the force unleashed a hundred percent and i loved it I loved that they were just relentlessly using the force in such a haphazard and destructive way. I was like, yes, this is what I wanted to see. But Ben doing it was like, wait a minute. If he's been able to do that the entire time, why hasn't he? And then that kind of like thought process of, wait a second, maybe it's because it takes, it like physically draw, it takes life from you. And that would explain what happened to Palpatine. That would explain what happened to Plagueis. That and the Jedi Code. The reason why Obi-Wan didn't kill Darth Vader both times, because once your opponent's down, it's against Jedi Code to actually finish them off and kill them, even if it's merciful. But, just like Ahsoka, Ben Kenobi is no longer a Jedi. He even said it in the series that he is no longer the Jedi, the Jedi are dead. True. So he's already renounced that he is a Jedi. Okay, so, with everything in a vacuum, we've talked about the last episode. Now... Let's talk about the whole series as a whole, like feelings on it. So Zyber, the whole series, Ben or Obi-Wan from beginning to end, what's your highs, what's your lows, what's your final conclusion about the whole series? My first high was seeing Flea. Yes, yes, Flea as a freaking villain. Yep. I loved it. Yep, that was my first high. I was like, wait, I know that face. Holy fucking shit, it's Flea. <laughs> yes, yes. You can't see me, audience, right now, but I am fist pumping with friggin' yep. devil horns. Yes. That was great. I, I enjoyed that. Um, And as as the series for a whole, you already touched on it. Yeah, I could have done without a... A secondary arc of the third sister. Okay. Unnecessary. I don't feel like it progressed the story in a positive way. Okay. I felt like if they were going to do that, it should have been a completely separate thing. There yeah. shouldn't have been so many episodes focused on her hunt for Ben. Yeah, I agree with that. What about Leia? What did you think about that arc? Um, I don't think there was enough of like 
uh, okay, from the point of here, Owen, you take the boy, um, Senator, you take the girl. There, there wasn't enough uh, story on like, okay, you're Ben, you're supposed to be watching out for these kids, and there, there's really no arc, and okay, and they're like, and his promise to Padme, it was like, okay, you know, fuck you, Ben, keep away from the boy, and girl knew nothing of him. <laughs> Any I final just, notes? Um, what, what do you think about the whole, like the series as a whole? Like if you were going to give it, I don't know, like give it a rating, like one to 10. I don't know. Rating. I would probably do uh, on five stars. I'd say it's a 2.5. Okay. All right. D, what about you? Give me, a, give me your highs. Give me your lows. Give me your final rating. What do you got? I mean, you, you already touched on one of the highs, of course. I I uh, I really did like what they did Leia's character, although it's it's a somewhat of a sh- a different uh, take from of course when you first meet her in the originals, the old movies. She's a little bit more of a spoiled princess, but you know with time that can happen too. She seemed to be a little bit more of a stronger character, I think, as the kid almost. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. But but I really enjoyed seeing Leia. I really enjoyed that arc. That was really cool. Um, I'm gonna actually have to agree, you guys, disagree with you guys slightly on the whole um, third sister arc. There's one thing okay. I think it did portray pretty well. And that you get to know Vader a little bit better. Vader was would even allow a little bit of treason and traitorous behavior as long as he, you know, tactically, it would gain what he wanted in the end. He would use people's, you know, their greed, their lust for power to gain his ends and against them. So, like, he, he let her go on this because he wanted Obi-Wan. And the main Grand Inquisitor was a little bit smarter, like, hey, tactfully, we can't just obsess over your little, you know, your little crush over here. We, we actually have to do what's best for the uh, Empire, you know, crush the resistance. Vader was so focused on, on you know, on Obi-Wan, and she, of course, wanted, you know, she was, you know, a conflicted character. She really wanted to get that, you know, get that promotion. She was really trying to make up for basically being a traumatized past and, ha- and losing everything. But... It really shows Vader just how ruthless he is. He he, he knows you're going to try to betray him. You, he knows what you're doing, but you're going to make shit happens he wants to see happen. So he's going to let it go up until you used your usefulness, and then fuck you, you're done. See, now I agree with you there. I love that. Th- just the extension, the the amount of time they spent with Rita. It was a little much. Now that's that. I just I just disagreed with the amount of say saying it was completely like a loss. But yes, I think they focused a little too much on that side. You know, character as far as they could have added a little bit more, some fleshed out some more of the area, other areas, more Leia, uh, maybe some more of the bounty hunters. I mean, you know, more of the other because uh, you you had in fact you 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 primarily saw three Inquisitors. To four Inquisitors. There was a lot more than that. I mean, you could have fleshed that out a little bit more. They were still killing other Jedi. I mean, you could have fleshed out a little bit more than just focusing on, you know, the third sister as much as they did. With that, though, like you mentioned the Inquisitors, and two of the Inquisitors made me think of, uh, was it The Last Order or Dark Order or whatever it was, that game, the the last game that they did? Fallen Order. Yeah. Fallen Order. Yeah. On sale now on Steam Summer Sale. 
Um, so I, I, I a hundred percent agree with you that the showing the ruthlessness of Vader, that he that you know he allows that tre- that treacherous actions because it's an ends to his means, but Vader knows that he is more powerful and that he can like he's that. So that's the thing. This series for me showed me things that I wanted to see out of the original the original trilogy. Everybody always talks about how Vader is so like this badass, but you never really see it. Like you just see some really stupid stuff. Like, all right, he caught a, a blaster bolt out of the air, like when they fired at him in Cloud City. Oh yay. Oh he's feared. He chokes out some people. Yes, yeah, harder, Daddy. Like all this stuff. Okay, great. But you never really get to see Vader being Vader. Like, even in episode three, where he goes and kills all the youngins, or younglings, or however you want to say it, like, it's still not, like, the clone troopers are doing more of the clapping than than Vader is. Like, it's just really him kind of being, like, I'm being told what to do, so I'm doing it. And I love that at the end of this series, Vader was once again told, this is what you should be doing, and he's like, all right, I'll, I'll go do it. Because it's it keeps that thing there. But one thing that I thought that they really showed was Vader's arrogance. Like Anakin is always a very cavalier and arrogant. I can make this happen, and and that translated over into Vader. And Vader was very arrogant the whole time. Like with Rita, with the fight with Rita, he was hundred percent arrogant. The fight with Obi Wan, the first one, he's totally arrogant. Fighting with one hand behind his back the entire time. Just totally like, I can clap you. I don't even need to use the force right now. I'm going to clap your ass. I mean, what about like when they go down into the uh, that area of that base and they have all those people frozen in their pain, frozen in their basically death moment? Yeah, 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 the tomb. Yeah, where Vader literally has captured them all and just stuck them there because he wants it. Because that's it's that's Vader's way of saying. That's Vader's way of saying, like, I like I know I'm better than these guys, and here's my trophies to show you why I'm right. better. I disagree. That little kid, I disagree. That little kid from the uh, last movie, Order 66, throws in there, reaching out. I disagree <laughs> that it was nothing more than a trophy room. Okay. So, if, if you noticed, um, back in, in, in the... Uh, God, I'm getting mixed up. Ezra, you know, you know the him and the uh, other in his in his mentor, right? He was part of no Clone Wars or what? What's that? That's that series. The oh, blue haired kid, Rebels. Rebels, Rebels. Yeah, sorry, Star Wars Rebels. I, you know, still a little tired, still recovering. Well, Star Wars Rebels, right? When they were trying to find that Jedi that he felt could train Urza better, right? They yeah. were led to her tomb. They saw, you know, a force ghost. So it's like, because they sensed her presence, right? Mm-hmm. Well, just like the body has midichlorians throughout the blood and everything else, kind of like, you know, red blood, mitochondria and all that stuff. Well, okay. besides just having like a force ghost or a presence or a strong presence from your personality, the body can leave force traces too. What they were doing with entombing and preserving those bodies so well is you kept a presence to lure other Jedi. They would sense some of those Jedi oh. younglings, stuff like that. In fact, I've read that in a lot of, you know, fan theories too. And, in some stuff that was also put forth by some of the people that wrote on it. It's like, it's basically trapping people. Cause when you get that, they're like, I sense master. So-and-so is there. We got to save them. Basically just like it was a trap for Ursa and, and his, in his, um, his, his Jedi, a mentor 
to go and try to find this better mentor for him, and she was dead the entire fucking time. Interesting. Yeah. I didn't even think of it from that angle, but that's a good point. It's a it's Clever. a Jedi trap. Fallen order. He's mm-hmm. following a for- force ghost, uh, which hang around their bodies yeah. when they're preserved. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think of that. Well, hey, we just had somebody else join in, so hang on. I'm going to unmute him. Let's see if he can talk. Yep. Soda, you there? Can you hear me? We can. How you doing, man? Hey. Uh, I'm tired, man. <laughs> Sorry, I'm so late. I was uh, I was doing a virtual job interview. It's which, all good. Uh, Did you get the job? I don't know. It was an interview. But, uh, oh, that's that's. Oh, I'm, you gotta be. You gotta be like a pirate, man. You're like, all right, I got the job. <laughs> it was my third job interview this week. Um, and, uh, it was a second job interview with the same company here. I didn't get the last job. Uh, I wasn't really as qualified for that. This job I was way more qualified for. Oh, um, good. I am way more qualified for. So, yeah, it might be something. Yeah. That's awesome, yep. dude. I wish you luck. Well, the question, irons in the fire. did you finish Obi-Wan? That- What's that? Did you finish Obi-Wan? I did. Like last week. Sometime. Awesome. At night, late, half asleep. But yes, I saw it all. It was awesome. Well, we were just and, going uh, around the room, and and we were given every everybody was given their. Uh, we've already gone over, so we we did what we thought the episode was like in a vacuum, the final episode, because we just had to talk about that that fight. But now we're going through and actually talking about what we felt the whole series as a whole, and that's kind of jumped us off onto some major tangents. So, what's your thought? What's your thoughts about the Obi Wan series as a whole? Like. Beginning to end, what were your highs? What were your lows? What's like your final thoughts on it? I thought the uh, the feel of it, the look and feel, felt like a Star Wars movie uh, more so than in even a little bit of some of the other movies. Uh, it, it just it had that look and feel, um, and the flow and the way the scenes cut and things like that, which I, I was really it was eye candy. Um, I, I thought that seeing Obi-Wan go from where he was completely like, disconnected from the Force to being like, you know, <laughs> Obi-Wan, super powerful Obi-Wan, you know, where he was in that last fight, um, was kind of an interesting evolution. And, and it was, you know, you, you don't really know after episode three what happened to Obi-Wan. You know, you, you don't know. You, there's a lot of years that you don't see Obi-Wan. Um, in the movies, anyway, so you don't really realize that you know he spent you know the better part of his life training Anakin, and then that went horribly wrong, and then you know he kind of kind of you know, turned his back on the Force and kind of you know became a little bit of an old man exile kind of thing. But at the same time, I, I also see like a, a, you know, and, and again I said this last time with Star Wars, my suspension of disbelief is strong. So I'm willing to, to overlook a lot of things like, you know, why didn't Vader just lift some stormtroopers over the fire and, you know, whatever. But um, the the age, Obi-Wan's age right now, I mean, Luke is 10, right? Luke is 10. Mm-hmm. How old is Luke in A New Hope? What, 16? 17? That was, like, was 17 or 18, yeah. Okay, so in seven or eight years, he's going to turn into Alec Guinness, who was clearly much older than, you yeah. know... Obi-Wan is older now than he was like in the movies, but you know, Alec Guinness, you know, we're looking you know, he's going to age like 30 years or 40 years or something in, in seven years or something like that. So yeah, I actually yeah, had and, a, I had a theory about that, that we actually went over for about the past hour. And it's a good theory. It's a really solid theory. I think in it's my solid. Opinion. I think it's solid. 
but but back back to Obi Wan itself. So I blame the Campbell spiders. Mm. Dude, if Tatooine's got camel spiders, like I'm, you know what? I'm gonna get a game going, and there are gonna be camel spiders just for you. Son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> um, they're gonna have mouths like snarlack pits. What, what, Soda? What was your? Uh, I'm assuming I heard somebody in your background, so I'll give you a second to answer. But your, what was your thoughts on the the different story arcs? So there, you've got the third sister story arc. You got Leia's story arc. Um, you've got some introductions of a couple of different characters in there. So what was your opinion on those story arcs? Sorry, I just had to talk to my daughter for a quick second there, and I missed part of the question. The story arcs that was like the, the sub-stories going on? The, in the ancillaries, yeah, yeah. The auxiliary story arcs in there. Well, I thought the whole piece with Leia, I thought, first of all, I thought the actress that played young Leia was great. Um, I, I, I thought she, she was kind of, uh, she kind of stole the, stole the scene in, in many cases. Um, and in many ways she was young Leia. I mean, she was wise beyond her years as Leia was. Cause if you remember, Leia was only a teenager too. And she was also a princess that, you know, had a lot of like really strong knowledge and, and convictions and political feelings. So, so all of that was, was really neat, and you could see that that was seated in the young kid. So I thought the whole young sub-story on, on Leia and her development, her growth, um, I thought that the whole little bit with, um, with her dad, with, with uh, Bal Organa, was, was kind of nice. Um, he seemed to be a little bit of a, like a little carefree as far as exposure. Like it almost feels like there's a reason why Vader blew up Alderaan when he had a chance because he kind of like maybe all these events over the years like that Bell Organa that you know that you know he just you know he's definitely not you know empire friendly uh, and and it's and he's not hiding it either like Obi-Wan's like you know keep his head down Bell Organa's not keeping his head down then again maybe he's not supposed to he's a senator you know maybe he's not supposed to keep his head down um, so there were some sub-stories there. Um, as far as the, uh, what was her name? The, uh, the Empire officer that helps the rebellion. The third sister? No, no, no. The, Rita? The third, re, uh, not third sister, but what we but right. Um, I thought she was, she was an interesting sub-story, and it was sad to see her get blown up, but I also well, thought hold on, for, could, for one quick second, since I don't, I don't think you realize what this means on the show. Uh, it means I got an injection. Um, Keep in mind that Padme was also incredibly young, and she was also a queen on the Senate at the same time. So that's kind of like a, an analog between her and, and Leia. Oh, there's definitely a parallel. Definitely a parallel. I mean, you know, from mother to daughter. And, and, and when I saw Obi-Wan, that actually solidified that even more. Like, in the prequels, you could almost see that Padme was kind of like a young Leia. There was a lot of similarities there and, and kind of like the way that uh, both very strong, very headstrong, strong in their convictions, very smart, uh, very worldly, very, you know, in power. Um, and also, there's almost, the, the, you can see a family resemblance almost, uh, you know, kind of in the, just, not just physically, but just in the behavior. Um, so, yeah, and then, and so that was definitely, uh, I don't know if we agree on that or not, but that was my feeling on that. Well, hold on. We got. I got to cut you off for just a second because D just had something delivered to his house that I know. I just saw his face light up. D, what did you just get dropped into your lap? Well, it just so happens I finally 
got my Steam Deck. Whoop, whoop. Oh, so you got your deck in your hand right now, buddy. Oh, I do. And I'm oh, coming right here, Hoss. Hanging on to mine right to, here. I'm actually just updating it for my, uh, later. my trip. Dude, that's awesome. You're going to love it. I can't wait. Let me know when you get some games yeah. fired up on it when you're going to play. We can do some multiplayer Steam Deck shit. Absolutely. Hey, also uh, do a do a system check because I don't know if you saw the thing that I posted. Some people oh, yeah. were getting two X hard drives instead of the four X they were supposed to get. Yeah, yeah. was that? Yeah, Steam quietly didn't mention that they did a revision, and yeah, they they uh, reduced the lanes from the four lanes to the two lanes, saying, "Oh, we don't know if there's going to be any uh, you know performance you know reduction, but common sense says most likely to some degree, yes." Hmm. Well, but they didn't mention it. I want to Sorry. point out this because uh, before I forget it, because it Soto was saying it. So, did you guys notice in this series how old did Leia look? Compared she looked like to how she was old? five or six, like six. How, yeah. How old did Luke look? Like yeah. seven or eight. How old were they supposed to be? I'm gonna, I'm gonna say something here. Um, I thought they were supposed to be about those ages. Ten. It's been ten years. Oh, my daughter's going into third grade right now, and you know, so she's eight, and, and they're twins. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Hit <laughs> them right there. Did you petite. see that? She's she's petite. She's uh, she was when when she was in 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 first grade in kindergarten. She was like the smallest kid in the school. You see her standing up. She's perfectly proportioned. She's she's her mind is is developed, but just her body. She's just she's just petite. Now Michelle's short. I'm short, you know, um, my, my brothers are tall, her brothers are tall, but she just got short jeans. And I think that when my daughter, when Ayla grows up, she's going to be Michelle's mom's size. She's going to have that frame, which you know, I'm like 5'7", and she's up to my nose. So I think that my daughter's going to be about that high. So I, I just to put it in kind of perspective, uh, and by the way, just on a, on a quick tangent there, a couple of years ago, the pediatrician wanted us to put her on growth hormones. I was like, absolutely fucking no. You know, if, if there was a health issue or some problem, but why are we going to put her on growth hormone? She's she's a couple inches shorter than her classmates. So what? It's not like, you know, in any way disproportional or anything like that. And, well, you know, she could go into growth sport. So when I watched this with Leia, I kind of thought she was like another petite kid. See, I would agree with that only for the fact that Luke and her are supposed to be twins. And even fraternal twins, while they can have two separate genes like runs there's still there's still similarities between them at, at, at a very basic level like they look so like they look like there's five years difference in their age between luke and leia and that like i i agree with the suspension of disbelief and i think this is just bad casting i think this was just terrible casting just in general but if you look at it like there's their twins Tw- even fraternal twins will look like there'll be something close like uh, granted you're some if if, I'm, if if you can find me some examples go ahead email them into uh gna podcast at gna and your dna dot one but every fraternal set of twins that i've seen they've usually been within like at their full grown height about four to five inches between one another who do you got remember twins with arnold schwarzenegger and danny devito Okay. Hey. Okay. Just, I'm just teasing. 
You know what? Ironically, you got me there, so I've got to give you that. I, t- I rescind everything I just said. Leia and Luke, they look exactly the way that they're supposed to be. I believe it now. Danny DeVito or Arnold Schwarzenegger obviously is the example that that broke my will to live. <laughs> um, I love how they I, I I love how they made Vader in this series hands down. They really gave him the gave him the ruthlessness, the 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 bloodthirst, the the obsession that he's had, his abilities to use the force. They made Vader seem terrifying, which is what I loved. What do you got, yeah, let's let, let's let's get, give it up to Hayden Christensen for doing a freaking phenomenal job with that. Oh, dude, and and um, oh god, what the hell's his name? Who did Vader's voice? Uh, James Earl Jones. James, James Earl Jones. Jones. Thought, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. My brain just melted. Sorry. Yeah, James Earl Jones for coming back and doing that voice again. Holy shit! Like nailed it after all these years. Just fucking nailed it. Hang on, hang on, hang on. If you look in the credits, it was James Earl Jones. But there were some technical heebie-jeebies going on. I forget the name of the process. It, oh, yeah. it, it wasn't just James Earl Jones. They were actually using some voice modulation to make him sound like the old Darth Vader. So yeah, but it's still James Earl Jones. Like the cadence, like the breaths in between, like the like everything about it still I mean, scream Vader. The guy is like forty years older. His voice is going to crack and change a little bit. So, I mean, you're going to have to do something to restore that quality of the younger James Earl Jones voice. I just so, thought they nailed it. I just a hundred percent thought they nailed Vader. They made me fear Vader. They made me think to myself: if I saw Vader in a dark alley, would I run? And the answer is one hundred percent resounding: yes, I would fucking run. Especially after that alley where he's sitting there snapping necks and choking people and throwing oh, them dude. around. Dude, so like in Rogue One where they showed Vader, they gave you a tough, just a taste of like, holy crap, that's Vader right there. That's awesome. But even that was tame compared to this Obi-Wan series. And the best part is, is that this Obi-Wan series was supposed to be darker. They took stuff out. I want to see what the hell they took out because if this was supposed to be darker, like seriously, was Vader just ripping people in half? Well, in the old comics, I think before Scarlet Witch... You know, before they made him like non-canon, you know, there was times that Vader got pissed because like he got chewed out by the Emperor or, you know, he got admonished for something and would just slaughter a fucking platoon of stormtroopers for shits and giggles. I mean, he he was the I mean, for one, just seeing his identity, seeing him without his mask, he would snap the neck around. But I mean, throughout the comics, he'd get pissed and just fucking I mean, when he was after something, he would kill his own people, their people. If anybody was mixed up in the way, he would just slaughter people just to, you know. So, yeah, yeah I, mean, I think it could have been a lot darker. Yeah, Vader in this series, hands down, 100%. Like, I, I love what they did. I want a Vader series now. Like, I, I've read the Vader comics that are canon. I want yeah. a Vader series yeah. now. But, I mean, I mean, take it. I mean, it's got to be dark. Vader's got to be dark. I mean, he's somebody that can go around murdering children. I mean, yeah, he's going to be they, a dark person. And they showed in this what, like, if you think about it, a Force user versus... 30 non-force users without with or without a lightsaber i don't care you can take the lightsaber away from them. a force a person with for the force should be able to murder those 30 people's hands down no questions asked no trouble and they really showed that that's the power you have here because like especially in that last fight where ben was just literally lifting up rocks now i'm gonna say this i still think and i still believe that vader is more powerful than obi-wan and I really think that the only reason that Obi-Wan won in the fight at the end 
was simply because he caught Vader off guard. Because Vader was strutting away going, I won this fight, I'm fine. And all of a sudden, there's Ben. There's that split second of, holy crap, this guy's still alive? And he took, he capitalized on it, and he wrecked house. There also, that and be, all- there also might be a rage factor involved that, that you know, he, he may not have the same power every second, but there may be, you know, peaks and valleys. And Obi-Wan could have raged and hit, hit like, this highest peak. And, yeah. you know, and therefore had, for that moment, had the upper hand, had a had little bit greater power than Vader had. Again, Vader might have let his guard down a slight bit. Had a little bit of a valley, yeah. and and it was just the timing of it. That said, you know, in the beginning of the episode, the first the first episode, uh, a- Anakin's words. I think he says, you know, Obi Wan is as wise as Yoda and as strong as Mace Windu, and Mace Windu was the strongest Jedi before Anakin came along. So Obi Wan is badass. I mean, you, you forget that when you think of Alec Guinness, Obi Wan, but Obi Wan was a badass. He was, especially in Clone Wars. What do you got to do, though? You got something. Yeah, and and don't forget, like, I mean, not only did he catch Vader, like, kind of off guard, but what is one of the first places he nailed really hard? His breather. His breather. And what, when he can't, without that, he can't really breathe. What does Vader do to compensate? He taps into the dark side of the Force, and he forces him to, to, you know, to live. He forces himself to breathe using the dark side. But that's using up a bunch of his power, his concentration, and everything else. So now he's at a huge disadvantage. So there's there's another theory I have. So this was another thing that came up, which was a which somebody somebody mentioned to me at work. Obi Wan is slamming him with rocks. Why didn't Vader just turn around and just go, bam, stop all the rocks and throw them all back at him? And here's my working theory. This is this is, and this goes along with the peaks and valleys that Soda just said. The Force takes a level of concentration. Now, yes. Anakin should be able to do a lot of stuff with very little concentration because of his just the metachlorian count, whatever you want to call it, but just his innate ability. He should be able to do things a lot easier with little concentration. But it taps into that whole rebreather thing, too. He couldn't get concentration. Like he was, it's, it's like literally when somebody's ducked down and they're being kicked while they're on the ground. Like, they're just trying to survive at this point in time. They're not, they're not trying to win. They're just trying to survive. And I think that's where, like, I think that's where it touches into it of like, oh, crap, like, this dude is getting clapped. Holy shit. And that's where, that's where that force, it's it's like in D&D, you have a spell, that spell takes concentration to run. If you run out of, like, if you're trying to run that spell and something breaks that concentration, that spell doesn't work. And I think that kind of, like, flows into the same thing with the force. At least that's kind of like my working theory on it. Sure, my 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 video is not working, but it was a minute ago. It's all good. It's all good. We, don't, end, we don't need to see you. The end of the fight when uh, when when Obi Wan just was like he just walked away because I thought that was really significant because of what Anakin said. He said, "You know, Anakin's dead," and and Obi Wan kind of like you could see the gears turning. He was like, "I'm here to fight Anakin. I don't give a fuck about you." <laughs> you know, pretty much. It was kind of like, it was very, uh, I thought that was a really important point that he walked away. He ended the fight, lived to fight another day, whatever you want to say, but he's like, I don't have a fight with you. You're a Sith Lord, I'm a Jedi, right? But I didn't come here. What he told Qui-Gon was like, I'm going to fight Anakin, and I may not come back. One of us is probably going to die, right? Something, something like that when he went, but I wasn't fighting Anakin. Anakin said, Anakin's dead. Only Darth Vader now. 
And Obi Wan was like, "Okay, yeah, he well, just fun. walked away." He's just like, "Well, yeah. that's not who I came I here to fight. fight." You, yeah. Have a nice day. <laughs> I thought that yeah, was which really an is... interesting point right there. Kind of unexpected, but also made perfect sense. But it, it, it goes with the character of Obi-Wan because Obi-Wan, like, he again never wants to use more force, more effort. He doesn't want to use more force than required to accomplish whatever his goal is. And killing somebody doesn't accomplish whatever his goal is because Obi-Wan still innately is a good character. Like, he's a, I wouldn't necessarily say lawful good. He's more of a chaotic good character, but he's still a good character. What do you got, Zyber? That's where I say, again, all the pain and all the suffering from that point, Obi-Wan walks away to where Vader is finally put in place by Luke. All that pain and suffering is Ben's fault. Well, so which pain and suffering are you talking about? Let's be specific here. All the death and destruction that Vader causes. But which death and destruction? Because Vader is only going after Jedi. Vader's whole—I mean, Alderaan. He, Vader didn't. Vader didn't destroy Alderaan. That was the general guy on the Death Star. He was part of that, though. But he, he didn't is actually part of do the Empire. It. He assists the Empire in its main goals. But Palp- But Vader was never building the Death Star. That was always Palpatine. I don't, mean, right, I don't mean to be argumentative, but, but like that, I'm, I'm down with it. I agree with Vader you. Vader assisted in uh, overtaking planets that had the Kybers. He wipes out Wookiees, the planet of the Wookiees, uh, enslaving anyone who's left to work the mines, work asteroids. Is that still canon? I don't. Okay, I don't. I, I this is this is not me being like I'm actually genuinely asking. I don't know what's canon anymore. I mean, I, I assume the whole arc of uh, um, fucking Dark Star is still canon. Force Unleashed. I don't know. Is it? Oh, crap. Hold on. I mean, if that's so, I mean, that whole thing, sure, he's he plots to take out the Empire with one of the many uh, clones of, well, Darkstar. All right. So here's what it says. Is the Force Unleashed canon? No, not anymore. Sadly, after Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney, Disney declared that the Force Unleashed is no longer canon. All right, never mind then. Which sucks, because I loved the Force Unleashed, and that would totally explain off a whole bunch of stuff that Ben did in that last episode. What do you got, D? Uh, another possible reason for um, Ben to just walk away, for Obi Wan to just walk away, you know, he's 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 back to himself again after all that, you know, that rage and stuff like that. So he's open, to, you know, of course, open to the Force, uh, you know, and Jedi follow the will of the Force, so he's following the will of the Force. Why was Anakin the chosen one? supposed to bring balance to the force what well, was out of balance jedi think it's oh the chosen one's gonna help us make everything better in their view sith are like where well, he's gonna make it better in our view he just fucked everybody just reset everything to ground zero he brought balance well, by just fucking on both sides hold on the ba- wasn't, oh, it balance? Because, um, wasn't it balanced because now you have all these jedi and you have one emperor and doth maul maybe so by having another badass on the end of dark side 
kind of balances it out with all the Jedi. Not the balance hold, they wanted. Hold on, gents. Hold on, gents. What do you got? Definition. Yeah. Um, on the the scope of balance, it doesn't necessarily mean that Anakin himself was uh, the balance. Something he could do could bring balance, like have kids, yeah, or whatever may be the progression that enacts balance, like inciting the training of Ray could have been his uh, act of balance. Through his son, Luke. Yeah, he brings balance. He This isn't necessarily balance. I think the guys, what was I think it was Ezra in Rebels, who made the same thing where they commented. It was the same thing I touched on with Obi-Wan, is that there's not, you don't know everything of the Force until you understand both the light and the dark side of the Force. And I think that's the balance that, I think that's the balance they're trying to talk about. Because Rey, Rey, while she used more light side tactics, she was still Palpatine's clone, so she still had a very strong pull to the dark side. Was she his clone? I thought she was his son's oh, no, daughter. You're right. Yeah, you're right. No, Wait, I think what? it was a clone's. It was a clone's son's daughter. So yeah, it's like great grandparent. You're right. Wait, 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 wait. Ray from the Force Awakens related yes. to the Emperor. It's like her granddaughter. Yeah, okay, there's a link. I haven't watched all all the movies. I mean, I, I, I haven't seen the last like. All the last two. I didn't realize you can, that Ray. I thought the Force Awakens was great. I just what's that? You don't, Everyone don't, said don't watch bother. Him. But yeah, I just save yourself. Time. Yeah. Well, I, I know yeah. some of it. I've seen bits and pieces, but but um, in a way, like Ray from for I liked Force Awakens a lot. I thought that was a great movie. I really dug it. I thought it was uh, I, you know, other than Ray being Empire, able to freaking clap a fully like an actual trained Force user. Like, that's the part where my suspension of disbelief gets really shaky. Her, with absolutely no force training whatsoever, is able to clap Kylo Ren. I don't care how wounded that son of a bitch is. He, he should be able to outmatch her any day of the week. It'd, it'd be like me getting an inspirational talk and then going to clap Bruce Lee. I don't fucking think so, Tim. But, but the thing is... Uh, Kylo is a very arrogant and stubborn, pig-headed yes. shitbag. Uh-huh. So who's I, trained? Who's v- vaguely trained. He's he trained. Vaguely. No, he was trained he by left Luke. During, he left before his training was anywhere near complete. He was trained by Luke, and then he was trained by Snoke. That's how do you true. think he Fair figured enough. out how to use the dark power? Like Fair he was enough. trained by both of those people. And you're going to tell me that Ray, who all of a sudden shows up and goes, Holy shit, I can control a stormtrooper's mind. You're telling me inherent? that she you uh, inherent. Like, okay. That's like, <laughs> I mean, it, <laughs> it's like, I, I look at it. Like maybe it's, it's like some animals where you get programmed, like what they were doing on Genosha with the clones. They were pre-programming certain sets inside the clones. I I would have to like if you're if you were to t- like if we went back and we said that she was a clone of Palpatine, I would agree with you 100. percent Like I'd be like, yeah, okay, she's a clone. It's like one of those friggin' demolition man's things. She now knows how to knit a sweater. Okay, I'll go with that. But she's not. She's the granddaughter. Which thankfully you guys corrected me. She's the granddaughter of Palpatine. So like, 
I don't know that that's programming could go Yeah, she's the granddaughter of Palpatine. So one of one of Palpatine's clones had a son. That son had a daughter. They left that daughter on that desert planet and then went off and wait, got wait, themselves. Wait. Palpatine hurt. got cloned. Yeah, he had many clones Pal- trying to perfect perfect himself. Snoke is a, pa- a clone Palpatine. A Palpatine clone failed. Clone. Failed. Failed clone. But, yes. what, is, but was, what was useful? Okay, and then yeah, one dude. of his clones had an affair with a stormtrooper. What did I you hope say? so. Like that'll that'll at least give some really interesting portion. Now we don't know who she, we don't know who they had a who they the had a baby was. with, but. Yeah, we don't, I don't remember who the mother was, but the mother was just somebody else, and that's yeah. It's but anyways, if you're telling me like I can that's go, like, I can suspend my disbelief a lot, but that she was literally like had no force training. Like Kylo oh, Ren, it, just, she's Neo. I mean, that's <laughs> that is at least that is at least better logic. But even Neo had training. Got, got downloaded. It was downloaded. Yeah, he got Via- training. Which made sense because they were in a computer. Because when Neil Kylo trained her with all those force uh, telepathies, I mean, look, and that's another thing: she being able to fight off Kylo well, Ren, invading her mind. When, when um, she was with Luke, she was going through all those books. Maybe she just you know, is one of those before. people. This was before she even met Luke in Force Awakens. Oh, she like was when able- she was in the forest and she just happened to get that lightsaber from what I suspect was probably a Jawa out of, uh, out of robes. No, so like, first off, she's able to keep Kylo Ren out of her mind. The same thing that the third sister, which we've already figured out that the third sister could do. The third sister was able to like literally invade a a trained Jedi's mind, was able to do such. But now you're telling me that this chick can stop Kylo Ren from doing it. Leia in this series was basically doing the same thing. But no, she was using intuition. She was like using like some weird force sensitivity. But yes, you're right. She was kind of doing the same thing, but she was doing it. She was doing one thing innately. You're going to tell me that Ray instinctually. Was, yeah, you're going to tell me that Ray could instinctually keep somebody out of their mind who's forcibly pulling themselves in there, can instinctively clap somebody using the force, can instinctively out out lights out battle somebody with a lightsaber. I don't lightsaber. know. I mean, I I say some of it has to probably do with genetics. Man, she got some strong ass genes. That's all I gotta say to that. Well, you know, I mean, like, most human behaviors are, are learned, but most in the animal kingdom, there's a lot of genetic behaviors. Like, you know, I can go on if you take, you know, you take like you know social psychology or, or evolutionary psychology. Versus, you know, I, I, I actually evolutionary psychology was one really interesting course. You know, why why are cats easy to litter train and babies, human babies, are hard to potty train? The theory is that we evolved from primates. Primates are living trees. They don't care where they shit. Cats live underground. They do care where they shit. So it's evolutionary biology or evolutionary psychology for cats to not shit where they eat. Whereas humans don't have that built in. We don't have a lot any built in. We we have to learn everything, you know. Whereas animals have a lot of genetic psychology, a lot of genetic behaviors built right in. So it's maybe in that, it's in the coding. It's in the DNA. So that right, even fights it further. Ray, She's a human. It, Long time ago, right? But she's from a clone. Are they human? Though? But she's not. She's not from a clone. She's she was birthed to her. She's two steps removed from a clone. But are they but human? still from Star Wars? Clone. Ever say that they're from human? Uh, her canon, father was the product of a clone. 
Agreed. Agreed. Now, Those I don't know if it's Canada teams. anymore, but in the galaxy far, far away, a long time ago there, eventually humans did make it to this galaxy. So in the storyline, unless it's no longer canon, I don't remember which, but they did explain how humans ended up here, too. Oh. But that might not be canon anymore because I don't fucking know. I am, I am pretty guests. sure. I am pretty sure that they labeled us, labeled them as humans. Yeah. So why do you think that you, you mentioned third sister a couple times, and I want to want to hit on that because that's one of the things that I took away from it. Why do you think that Vader let third si- sister live? Why do you think he just? I mean, you might have already talked about this, but why? And, do you, and why do you think? He, you know, Vader tends to like leave nobody alive when he fights them. He, he tends to kill. Why did he leave her alive so she could come back? Because I do believe she's going to come back. I do believe she's not. Do you want to take this? Yeah. Um, well, basically, um, Vader. You know, he's ruthless. So if you're serving a purpose and you're going to bring him what he wants, even if he knows you're going to betray, try to betray him, he's much more powerful. He doesn't care as long as he gets what he wants. Like for instance, um, you know, like the other, the other, like Grand Inquisitor really wanted to focus on, say, getting all the rebels rather than just Obi Wan. And, and Vader was obsessed with Obi Wan. He tried to talk sense into it. She was willing to do anything to get at Obi Wan for him, you know, so she could further her own career. He knew he was going to try to betray her, but it's like, you know what? She's going to get me what I want. Fuck it. Let, let, her, let her free unleash for a little while, and then I'll just, when she's no longer useful or she becomes a, an actual pain, th- then kill her. Do you, think, do you think that then he's keeping her alive because sometime down the road in the future, after he loses track of Obi-Wan again, she might be useful in finding Obi-Wan? Or why wouldn't he just kill her? Because she already, she already did her use. She already brought him Obi-Wan. Why didn't she just, like, okay? When he, when he just ran through and let her down? And he just left her there? Yeah, he left her alive. Yeah, well, um, usually usually from a lightsaber right through the midsection, he's usually lethal. But also with, uh, with abdomen wounds, don't forget, Vader's ruthless and mean. A lot of times with a nasty, really bad, inflicted abdomen wound, you will die. It'll just take hours or even days. So he's just being cruel. I mean, and she they took also, her right through. Eric. They also touched on, well, they also already touched on why they weren't dying from abdomen wounds because the Grand Inquisitor even came back and said, your, your lust for revenge is there. Yeah. They've, they've already canonized that it's a dark side ability to survive fatal wounds. Yeah. Darth Maul able there to survive go. being split in two. It's a dark side ability. Maybe he was arrogant and didn't think she was strong enough. Exactly. That's, yeah. that's, that's his weakness is his arrogance. Yep. But yeah, there's, Absolutely. there's and they a, that in, in a nice flashback when it showed the training session and Obi-Wan and Anakin, which I thought was great. The whole flashback yes. to Anakin. And then and as far as that went, though, that did show that, you know, Anakin's arrogance was the, the his downfall. So it was, but let's actually let's actually be real. The real reason why she lived. The writers already admitted that they were planning and she was already being planning and being killed off as a character. She was supposed to actually die. Oh, all that. Well, no, because before the show was even like long before the show was even submitted, they even said that there was going to be a a spinoff of one of the Dark Sisters. I thought they they changed right. your mind when they decided to spin off. I thought that came later. Uh, the I real reason Maybe. she died, she didn't die, is because Cloud Strife wasn't there to put her into a body of water. Oh, <laughs> to drown her. Yeah, yeah you're, it's a good point. Yeah, because if you're still alive, you sink. If you're already a dead body, you'll float. Sephiroth didn't point. kill Arif. <laughs> yeah, that's a good call. Yeah. 
cloud this son of a bitch. Uh, let's pour one out for Aerith. Meanwhile, she's she's like semi-conscious, like in a paralyzed state, going, you fucking moron. Yeah. She's sitting there sinking to the bottom going, you're a douchebag. She, th- this is why she's always in his vision. She's like, I'm going to haunt his dumbass now. Dude, plot twist. It'd be great if they did a sequel where she comes back as the villain and she's all pissed because like, you let me sit there and die. If it wasn't for this dark entity insert here, I would be dead right now. Dude, you drowned Final me. Tennessee 7, Fatal Frame. Yes, in VR, just to make your shit your pants. Oh, Hell no. yeah. No, that's a code level brown right there. I do not want to touch. Mm-mm. All right. Well, we got to uh, we got to wrap this bad boy up. I mean, all in all, there's going to be a season two. They've already announced that a season two is coming out. Um, season Can't one wait. was enough enough for me to say yes, I want to see season two. I and I say this with. Knowing knowing that one of the biggest things that I loved out of this one was Vader, I don't want to see Vader in the next season. I, in fact, if he's in it at all, I want it to be an afterthought of him, not him being a major protagonist. I want him right, completely I want to void. see where they go with it to get up to Rogue One. See, I'm okay with them. I, like I, Rogue One is so far forward. Like That's another eight years into the future. I'm okay with that. I, I want to see... like. Obviously, Ben does a lot more in those in those years that he never right. did before, like that we just didn't know. Just like in the Clone Wars, the series, he did a lot of stuff. We I can get some more quick on. Well, there's supposed to be that Ahsoka series too, so that I want to see. I want to see Ahsoka so bad. Andor, so, did right? Guys- the, the precursor to uh, to Rogue One, isn't it called Andor or Endo? The, the, he was the main Maybe. character in, in Rogue One. Isn't that the next series? Maybe. Did you, okay, here's a quick question. And this is actually something that the the last episode made me think of and I forgot to mention. Did you guys see the somebody did a fan version of Obi-Wan versus Vader in a New Hope? That was awesome. Yes. And they actually used Never their force powers and they were actually a little bit more nimble with their fighting. Did, did, it was fantastic. Zyber, did you see it? No. So did you see it? I don't know what you're talking about. Is it on YouTube? Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, it's on YouTube. I'm going to post it for you guys to watch. So watch this. The final episode of Obi-Wan makes me feel like this fan-made Obi-Wan versus Darth Vader fight totally makes sense and is exactly how it went because of this last episode. Like, it totally made sense. Um, but on that note, let's let's finish this guy out. Zyber, where can people find you at, man? Oh, you can find me. Um, I'm actually back on uh, Twitch. I am doing basically every Sunday uh, playing a game. Uh, The game that I'm doing right now, like I said in the beginning of the show, is I am retouching on Romance in Saga 2. Um, I'm going to play it to completion, and then I'm going to jump right into Romance in Saga 3. And that's Zyberblood on Twitch. Uh, you could also find me palling around on the GNA Discord as well as my um, Twitter. That's Z-Y-B-E-R-B-L-O-O-D. Nice. Well, we're changing our recording days to Sunday, so maybe we can see some more of you. D, where, are people find, where can people find you at, man? 
People can find me on my website, microbrewgamers.com with a Z instead of an S. I'm actually writing more uh, more articles lately. I've been a lot more active doing that. Uh, you can find me on my YouTube channel, same thing, microbrewgamers. Uh, I'm going to be doing a ter- uh, basically a review of the Steam Deck pretty shortly. You know, box opening, you know, video, you know, check it out, start it up, see how it works. Um, occasionally on Twitch, uh, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, you know, microbrew gamers everywhere. I've got my, uh, you know, own discord, but I'm mostly trolling the GNA discord. Icicles. What about you, Soda? Where can people find you out if they were so inclined to look for you? You can find me virtually in microbrew gamers refrigerator sampling beer. Nice. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter, Cecil Xavier everywhere else, sometimes with underscore, sometimes without. We hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Reviews help people find the show, so if you enjoy listening to us, let other people know. You can find us on Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, every other place. If you can't find us there, let us know. We will upload there. You can also find our Discord. Just jump to our website, www.gnapodcast.com. There's a Discord link right there to jump in and join in on the antics. We've actually been pretty chill on the Discord as of lately because uh, life happens, both with me and everybody else. But I've been getting the misadventure, uh, the GNA Misadventure League going again. We're going to be doing a D&D series where we're going to be doing a homebrew campaign. We've got five players currently that are going to be joining in. It's going to be interesting. We've got some great backstories, some great characters. Uh, I'd love to see where things are going to go. Join in on that. Listen to the GNA Misadventure League when we kick that back and going. Uh, we're going to do the... Uh, horror movie night just never got around to it there's just not enough hours in the day also it's just me right now doing host duty so pretty much just don't have the time to organize and do all the work there uh but hopefully at some point in time we can get going if you're interested in hosting for let me know reach out to me at uh gna podcast at gna and your dna one let me know and we'll hook you up you can also find me on facebook and instagram everywhere else just look for me there we'll, we'll make it happen we're partnered with Humble Bundle. Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service with a twist. You can go buy games and donate to charity simultaneously. Just put question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end of your podcast link. That'll let people know that we sent you. Put the slider for GNA podcast all the way down to zero. We don't want your money. We only want to let them know, or we only want to know that we sent you there. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for joining me tonight. It was awesome. Uh, I'm actually going to do the quickest edit I possibly can and get this thing cranked out because I've got, I'm going to be recording tonight with Devin as well. So I got to get this out because I completely forgot to make an episode this week. Uh, this is said episode for this week. So I'll wait s- until Tuesday to send this. I'll send it right over or after not. this. <laughs> or not. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night, guys. Good night, Have a good brother. one. Thank you.